Do you ever need to be reminded about something? I think about growing up when my parents would remind me about an appointment or a test, all sorts of things. And as we get older, those appointments and reminders change. Nowadays, you can get a reminder from a device that you carry or that you wear or all sorts of things. And I just think notifications come in all directions. It can be a phone, tablet, watch, person, calendar, invite, anything. And it gets really overwhelming really quickly where we just start to feel like we're nonstop, constantly busy. And just thinking about it makes me exhausted and I haven't even done anything yet. And then I start to ask myself, but why do we leave all these notifications on? Why don't we turn them off or regulate them? Maybe set a time frame. All of these are possible on our different devices, and yet so often we don't do it. So we're forced to ask the question, why? And in my opinion, I think it's because the more that I realize my own life and talk to others, we're kind of addicted to being busy. There comes a sense of fulfillment from it where people think, oh, wow, I'm so busy. I must be being really productive. And the reality is that's not true. Busy is not productive. Busy is busy. And it keeps us from the things that really matter. So today I want us to talk about white space, what that is and why we need it in our lives more than just in our email. So if you've never heard the term, you're definitely going to want to pay attention. And if you have heard the term, I want to talk about how we can implement white space in our lives in all sorts of areas and how it not only will decrease stress, it'll actually increase productivity. So let's go. Are you too busy to prep healthy meals? Do you feel self-conscious about your body and your clothes not fitting right, but you don't have time to work out? Does your life feel unorganized and messy? Do you wish you had routines and habits that made health simple, even with your busy schedule? I know, I've been there. Hi, I'm Shannon Marquita, and no one ever really taught me how to eat healthy. I didn't know anything about nutrition, so I found myself eating whatever was easy, which definitely impacted my energy, weight, and focus. That's why I created this podcast to show you that through healthy habits and time management, you can know you're doing health right. So stop scrolling social, clicking the ads and buying all the things. Let's grab our Americano and pop in our AirPods. It's time to solve the real problem together. Welcome home. A fresh start awaits. So this might seem a little silly since we're talking about white space and creating space and de-stressing and simplifying, but for this episode and a very straightforward example of what white space is, I want you to do me a favor and go ahead and take out your phone or a tablet, or if you're by a computer, open a web browser and type in google.com because that is a prime example we are going to focus on today as we talk about white space. So I'm going to give you a second. You can pause this. Go ahead and just google.com if it's not already your homepage. Now, when you go to google.com, what do you see? You see Google, which is the brand, and you see a search bar. What else? What surrounds those items? white space. Why is that relevant? It's relevant because the number one search engine and just what we reference when we say, I don't know something, I'll Google it. It uses white space. It has one goal on the page and that is for you to search for something. So you go to that page. It doesn't have ads surrounding it. It doesn't have a bunch of clickable links. 
there's one goal and it is the top performing search engine. Go there, do what you're supposed to do, get out. And that's what I want for our lives. I want us to be so focused and intentional and productive that the busyness just fades away because we don't have time for it. We're being intentional with how we want to spend our time and our energy and our outcomes from that, that we're reminded we don't need busyness. Our goal is productivity. And so that's what we're going to focus on. So just like Google, we are going to create intentionally white space in our lives, which means busyness and things that don't belong there have to go. So what does that look like? One of the best ways to start, in my opinion, to get an actual picture is to look at your schedule. I'm not sure how you make your schedule. Personally, I use a digital calendar that is accessible on all my devices, and that allows me to have a big picture of what my schedule looks like. So it could be meetings, appointments, blocked time, anything of that regard. And then I use a paper calendar for more specificity. Now, this is a process that I'm constantly fine-tuning because I'm realizing that I am slightly overzealous, and this has been a sticking point for me. I have a tendency to try and get everything done in a day, and that is just not realistic or feasible or healthy because it creates a lot of stress and and if I'm being honest, disappointment too, because at the end of the day, your list is still extremely long and you think, I know I was productive today, but why did I not get everything that I planned done? So it's caused me to take a step back, talk with some other people, brainstorm, figure out what others are trying and how I can tweak my systems and still have realistic goals and overall productivity. So one common denominator that I have found in talking with a lot of people in a variety of fields, all of whom I have a lot of respect for, is the concept of block scheduling. Now, I am not going to, for a second, pretend that I am an expert at this because I am still learning it. But something that I have found in talking with multiple people and in planners that I've even tried in the past and all sorts of seminars and conferences and training that I've done is, first of all, you really should have about three tasks daily that you commit to get done. Everything else is a plus. Me, on the other hand, I had a list of about 20 plus, and that just wasn't realistic. I thought three, three for an entire day. So I would make three, five, and I noticed that some of the verbiage I would use when I made my to-do list with the top five for the day was very general because I was trying to squeeze in even more than five items because I just thought there's no way only five things a day. But there's a reason behind this logic of three, no more than five because you need to keep your sanity. You need to do things well. And most days there are curveballs. So I have really tried to adopt this three to five. And I'm going to be honest, it's usually five because I try to maximize the list. I just can't seem to wrap my head around three, but per day and block scheduling is you lay out your blocks of time. So for me before, part of what it was creating my stress was I didn't have any white space, any space that allowed for flexibility or breathing room or curveballs or anything of that sort. I literally tried for a long time unsuccessfully. So if this is you, I, I feel you. It, it was me and I'm still trying to break the bad habits, but of trying to break down like every minute or hour. There are some planners out there that go in 15 minute increments, 30 minute increments. It's just to me, I'm sure there's a time and place for it and maybe a season 
but it didn't work for me. I would, I would just be too specific. I would say from this time to this time, I'm going to make my coffee from this time to this time. I'm going to get dressed and then I'm going to go work out and then I'm going to shower and then I'm going to X, Y, Z. And that just was too much because if I missed one thing or one thing ran over, there's no margin and you automatically have a ripple effect of being behind. And so I tried to use a planner that had bigger time frames. I tried to be a little bit more generic, like workout and have that encompass getting ready to work out, pre-workout, etc. But it still was just too much. So instead, what I have gotten is a planner recommended by one of my really good friends who uses it and has been extremely happy. And it allows for margin and breathing room because there's built-in white space. The company that makes the planner is called The Page Company. I'll link it in the description of this podcast. But what it does is it has a left-hand margin with just a bunch of lines that you can list out all the to-dos for the week. So it is Monday through Sunday. And I list everything out there. And then I look at each day, which is broken up into three blocks. And you can label them however you want. So how I label them is morning, messy middle, end. (laughs) And then it has a spot at the top that you can write a focus if you want. You can write an affirmation. And then at the bottom of each day, it has a little section for notes. So what I do after this is I look in the left-hand column of my master to-do list and I fill in my week. I take items from that list and I put them in throughout the week and ones that just don't fit, they stay in the left-hand column and I highlight them so that if there's a period of time where I finish early or maybe a task no longer needed to be completed or maybe I'm sitting in a waiting room at a meeting, it could be the lobby, it could be a doctor's office, I can pull some of those items and get them done in that time frame. And if they don't get done, then they simply go to the next day or the next week because they obviously weren't that urgent. They were able to be pushed back a little bit. But what you do at this point is you look at your week and you realize, A, everything has a place to live for the week. So you don't worry about it not getting done in a timely manner. But because your day is broken up into three blocks, you have more breathing room. It's not a 8 to 8.15, 8.15 to 8.30, 8.30 to 8.45, et cetera for the day. It's morning, messy middle, in my opinion, <laughs> end of day. So you just put things in there. What am I going to get done in the morning? It might be one of my top three to five items. It could be a task. It could be a meeting. It could be a meeting and a task. But either way, when you look at that block, it hardly has any items in there. It might have two to three items. Sometimes I might write in lunch or workout, but the great thing is there is tons of white space in each section. So it begins to feel less overwhelming when you look at your week as a whole, but you also know that you're getting what needs to be done done. And once you finish it, you cross it off and you move on. So you can look back, see everything that was done and the following week carry things over accordingly. So My first recommendation is to try block scheduling. What's really nice is the page company on their site has a whole training for block scheduling as well as someone else that I follow. Her name is Chelsea Joe, C-H-E-L-S-I-J-O. She has an entire podcast, but she also has a lot of freebies on her site. So I would encourage you to check her out as well because there's no reason with all the free content out there to not learn block scheduling and create the white space in your daily schedule 
to be productive, but also be able to breathe. Remember, the goal is healthy productivity, not simply busyness. Another way that I'm going to suggest to create white space in your life, obviously in your messaging. So if you are not already using white space in your emails or text messages or both, that needs to happen ASAP. So what does that mean? That means if you just basically write one really long run-on sentence, even if there's punctuation in there, if it is just constant, continuous messaging, I'm not going to lie. When I receive that, I don't usually read it right away because I just look at it and it stresses me out. So you need to create white space. What does that mean? Have paragraph breaks between. If it's a text message and it's long, that's fine, but break it up where you can. Only have a few lines together and then press enter twice and start typing again so that it's not long and continuous. People can read it faster, skim it, pull out the important pieces, but It's not stressful in and of itself. So that's how emails should work. That's how messaging should work. And that's also how your life needs to work as a whole. So aside from your weekly schedule, you can do this in other ways like on your devices. So I actually spent time recently on my phone, which has apps on it, obviously, to clean it up because when I would look at it, It had a lot of apps, almost all of which I use, but I just thought it's really busy and it creates stress. So I think that it's underused the fact that we have multiple pages accessible to us on our phones and devices. So on the first page of your phone, you should only have the essential apps that you use and need regularly. So I was able to delete two entire rows of apps and apps folders on my phone, some of which completely removed from my phone. Others, I just moved to page two and three. So page one, most frequent that you're used daily and highest importance. Other ones move on to page two and then page three. Like you should have at least one to two free rows that are not taken up, in my opinion, on each page of your phone because it lets you breathe a little. It lets you feel less cluttered. I didn't even realize this was affecting me until I was done. And I honestly just looked at my phone and was able to take a deep breath like, okay, this is nice. This is less stressful. Like I need to do this other areas of my life like ASAP. So yes, it takes some time. Chip away at it. Are you on a flight somewhere? Are you in the airport waiting? Are you in the lobby? Like whatever it is, use this instead of just scrolling social media to decrease stress and allow yourself more white space in your life to breathe. Another area to create white space, which I'm sure you've been seeing this everywhere, social media, all the places, is to figure out in your house, how can you declutter and create clean space to just live and breathe? And so it's a matter of simplifying. It's a matter of creating a flow that naturally occurs and organizing. So what's really nice in my kitchen, which is a very commonly used room in my house, is things make sense. Like they just need to be logical. You don't need to be spending time walking from one side of the kitchen to the other to get things that you're wanting to use, say to bake, or for example, to make coffee. There was a time where on one side of my cabinets, there was my coffee mugs. And then on the other side of the kitchen, was my coffee maker. So I'm having to walk back and forth just to make a cup of coffee. So I reorganized my kitchen. In one area, the cabinets have the coffee mugs. Right below it is my coffee maker. And then below that 
are any supplements that I might need, including a spoon to stir it all and my milk frother. Like it's all in one place. You just go there, do what you need to do and get out. So it's very logical and it has a nice flow. Also in my kitchen are countertops that you can see. It doesn't have things everywhere. On the counters are things that I use regularly. And if I don't, then they're put away. Part of my pantry is for kitchen appliances and then for snacks and just things that you use while in the kitchen, but not all over the counter. Use that space wisely when you go to bake or cook, but then when you're not using those things, put them away. And just being able to see blank space is visually white space that's allowing you to breathe and de-stress. When things just get set down and placed places, eventually you have to clean it up, right? It doesn't belong there. So that's another task that you're creating for yourself. A phrase that I heard once that I just love, and I'm not always perfect at it, but it does make a difference is don't just put it down, put it away. Because if you just put it down, you're going to have to put it away later. And you just made something a two-step process. So when you go to set something down, don't just put it down, put it away where it belongs. It's amazing this little habit, how it has a ripple effect on your overall process in your house and life of just staying organized and intentionally being productive because you're not doubling your work process. This also goes for your car. I don't know about you, but my car is the easiest place to just set things down and then leave them until it gets too much or I need that space and then I have to go through it. So I am trying to set aside in my block scheduling on the weekends time to organize my car. So things that may be built up during the week, going through it and putting it where it belongs. And by having this as a consistent part of my schedule, it becomes a habit. So I don't even have to think about it. And honestly, it makes me more intentional even during the week, knowing that by putting things away and not letting them build up, I'm actually also freeing up time during my weekend that I can use in other areas or ways that I want. So I would just encourage you to habit stack, to create this as part of your routine and schedule to stay organized and decluttered and put things where they belong the first time in order to cut your work in half because you're not having to do it later. And the last thing I want to recommend in order to create healthy white space just to breathe and to not be busy all the time but intentionally present in your life with your loved ones is to create focus time. Our devices actually allow this as a setting If you have an iPhone, you can go into settings and it's part of your do not disturb area. You can completely put your phone on do not disturb and just choose what comes through, certain notifications, certain calls, but you can also set a focus time. I don't have the same work hours every day, but if you do, you can say Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. focus time, which means your phone automatically goes into this setting on weekdays where only certain notifications and calls come through, but nothing else. Now, if you don't have set hours, you can manually turn this on just as easily and choose the settings. So during focus time, maybe only your family members' calls can come through, nothing else. Maybe only certain notifications from their kid's school or from certain apps get to reach you. Whatever it is, by turning this on when you're working, you avoid all the vibrations and dings and notifications that completely stop your focus and instead let you completely lean into the tasks at hand and be intentional, productive, focused, get in, get out, 
move on. So these are all ways, everyday ways that you can create white space, which is space that lets you breathe, decrease stress, adjust to curveballs of life. But within that white space is intentionality. Think of Google. Google is extremely intentional with its page, focused, allows white space, and has high productivity. That's what I want for you and your life. Intentionality, focus, decrease stress, increase productivity, increase focus, increase intentionality, increase happiness, all because you know you're getting done what's important, what matters to you, your goals, and your priorities, and you have a breathing room within all of those demands of your day, week, schedule, everything to get it all done, but to still be present where it matters. White space is where it's at. You need to literally see it in your planner, in your house, and then you'll feel the positive outcomes from incorporating this in all areas of your day-to-day. So I hope this was helpful. If you feel like you are just extremely overwhelmed and you're not even sure where to start or how to implement this in your life, please reach out to me. We can chat a little bit, schedule a one-on-one, and just see how we can help you with your day-to-day schedule and goals so that you can have increased focus and just breathe a little better knowing you're getting done what matters and you're not just busy because it's not about busyness, remember. It's about intentional productivity and focus so that you can spend your time where it matters and is actually needed. So I hope you guys are having a great week and I will talk to you soon. If this podcast helped, challenged, or inspired you in some way, I would love it if you'd do me a huge favor and leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps me to hear from you and know how this is best serving you. And go ahead and screenshot this and share it in your stories. Tag me at Shannon Marquita. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-A. And send it over to a friend in a text who is ready for healthy changes in her life too. Let her know that this episode might serve her as well. I am just so grateful for you and would love to hear from you. Come hang out and let's connect over in my Facebook group bit.ly.com slash a fresh start or send me a message. I look forward to seeing you back here in a few days.